Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at mon3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hey, hey friends, Monica here and welcome to my latest episode of Maiden Speech. This week I had Kevin Etherington on the show from Authority Video Production in Auckland. A phenomenal, phenomenal human being. I was lucky enough to be a guest on his podcast a few weeks ago and we talked all about self-worth, self-image, confidence in front of the camera, all the things that we've learned from working alongside people. And this week was really around how to stay empowered, how to look after our well-being, some of the differences that we've noticed between men and women and all the ways that we really boost our own wellness and happiness and gratitude and all of those amazing things. So this is a, a very open and real look into our lives and how we operate. And and really, we've created it in the hope that this will inspire people to be more real, more authentic, and to feel safe to do so. So I hope you guys enjoy Kevin as, as an amazing guest, and he will be back. See you soon. Hi, Kevin. Welcome. <laughs> What's happening? G'day. Oh, so good. So I just want to tell everyone a little bit about you before. I hope I don't have a little green around my... A green moustache. No one can what? see you, so it's only yeah. me. And I would definitely want to tell you. If you have one. <laughs> um, I, was, I was just saying to you before we started recording that you are the male version of me. So, you know, look out world. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. That was so much fun. And yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I am definitely excited to have more of these sort of conversations because I think they're very impactful and very important. Yeah, well, like I said, Monica, I only work with cool kids, um, <laughs> so, and you just scraped in, okay? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, this is serious. I I need to know how to improve, but we can chat about that later. Right. <laughs> um, now today, what I thought was because everyone knows now you're a videographer because I am about to record a little intro about you later on, um, and one of the things that I loved about our chat was how you learn so much about people when you work one-on-one with them in that vulnerable state where as soon as you pull a camera out, people panic, right? Yeah. <laughs> what has been, how, how have you found that in terms of working with people and kind of learning, you know, about them and cause I've learned so much about people into, and this is why I'm so obsessed with, with like self-worth now is just from uh-huh. understanding what happens for people in those moments of, Oh my gosh, being vulnerable. I'm not good enough and all that kind of thing. How have you found that? Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I suppose originally, you know, years back, it surprised me um, because we don't think anyone else is on this journey or going through shit, you know, or has yeah, anxiety yeah. or fears or anything like that. I mean, we think a certain amount or percentage of society does um, because we can see it. They wear it on their 
sleeves, you know, oh, that person looks a little freaked out or panicked, or maybe they've just found some really good LSD. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I've, I've filmed public speakers that on a regular basis speak to hundreds of people, turn the camera on, freeze up, stumble words, stutter. It's, um, it's crazy. So I suppose what I've gathered from that is we're all vulnerable. You know, we all maybe not wear a mask, but try to definitely show our, our best side, you know, especially, especially professionals. Um, and I've learnt, and my business partner, in, in all fairness, is better than this at me. She's an amazing uh, coach, presentation coach. <clears throat> but I've learnt to just really get alongside people and smile and say, hey, listen, this happens to everyone, which it does. Okay. Take them through some breathing techniques. Okay. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one in particular, and this comes from Kohei. Kohei, if you're listening, Kohei. <laughs> um, he's a, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but he's a, uh, he's a naturalist, like a herbalist, um, you know, herbal tea and has a, a brand called Joy Tea as well. It's enough of a plug. Any more would have to charge him. Okay. <laughs> but he took me through this technique called four, seven, eight. So you breathe in through the nose for four, hold it for seven, release for eight seconds out your mouth. And you do two revolutions of that and you're instant chill. Zen. Okay. So I'll take people through that. If their energy is a little flat, I'll quite often get them to do like star jumps or, Hey, let's, you know, um, you know, tell us some jokes and, you know, really loosen them up. Um, so I've got the original question, but did I tick any boxes? Yeah, that, that was awesome. Answer? And I've got okay. like eight other questions. <laughs> yeah. Damn. The original it's... question was around how you find working with people in that state and kind of what you've learned about people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So do you think that, do you find a difference between men and women? Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. Nine, maybe even higher if you can get higher, you can't really have a 0.5 person, but nine <laughs> out of men, women will jokingly say, Oh, Hey, you know, uh, have you got a, a filter or magic button that can, you know, get rid of lose five K or whatever, you know, and we have a laugh about it. <clears throat> they're actually, you know, underneath all that most times serious, you know, um, guys will probably be thinking the same thing, mm -hmm. but just won't declare that. Um, and I think we may have touched on this, um, on, uh, authority nation, but they, they just, you know, put up a front, you know, well, yeah. how did that look all right? Or can I look at the playback? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I think, I, th I think deep down, you know, I mean, men and women, there's so many differences, but I think deep down we can experience a lot of the same things just on a different, you know, on, on a different um, plane, you know, yeah. for want of a more intelligent word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Cause I'm so, like I was just saying before we started recording, so intrigued to get the male perspective on this because see my experience. So if women say to you five kgs, they say to me 20. I want to lose 20 kgs in 10 years. Can you do that? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I'll just make you stand straight. You know, I'll show you how to move. But it's interesting that if you sort of wonder, do they, you know, if I was, because if I was dealing with a male, typically they don't reveal any sort of insecurity to me. Typically not. Um, you can tell that they're still, uh, you know, nervous and insecure and stuff. But I think you get really good at 
learning to anticipate what people need and kind of trying to de-escalate things before it even gets to that point. Like you just know, and I think when you've been through this with enough people, you kind of understand the process that the more chill I can be, no matter what's going on inside, the better they're going to feel anyway. But it's, um, like, again, honestly, we have all these great conversations before we start recording, but just to let everyone else in on the loop, the, um, we were talking about, you know, empowering men and stuff like that as well, because, yeah, a lot of my messaging to this point has been around women. And, but actually, like you say, you know, how do men in this country, you know, our, my mental health background, you know, our suicide rates, our mental health rates, especially for men are so bad. They're so high. And it's like, how do we shift that? How do we create an environment where we can actually start being real with each other? You know, why is it that men still feel the need to hide this stuff and that vulnerability is almost still seen as a weakness or, but actually, like you say, everyone is going through the same shit and no one's talking about it. And it's like, how do we bust that down? And that's kind of where I see you being an absolute powerhouse because you're, like you say, you're, you know, if people have flat energy, there's something about your energy that just lifts. Like I just feel better for being around you. So, you know, we should just chat every day. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Dr. Kevin, 8am, wake up call 8am as if I get you, up at 8am. 6.30. Way, way too kind. And, um, you know, those people that are listening, uh, Robert Harris, um, <laughs> really good, really good brand of coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, energy is a good thing. Hey, touching, going back to what you were saying about suicide and that, um, I heard something, gee, I, I want to say maybe a year ago, that just made me think, yeah, you know, like it's a permanent solution to a, you know, a temporary situation or problem. And maybe that temporary situation has been on and off, you know, attacking you or inflicting you for a number of years, Mm -hmm. Um, but it can still be overcome. And here's the thing, you're trying to get rid of that pain. Okay. Which is all in the past. Yeah. But by taking your life, you're actually killing the future, which is where all the hope lies. So it's so, and that just made me feel, you know, even more depressed, (laughs) 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 which is probably, I don't know, um, ironic, but it just sounded so freaking sad, you know, that, you know, everything that they're actually searching for or wanting or yearning, they're killing that, you know, they're not getting rid of the past you know, cause they're in the present. So I, um, I went to, and gee, this is maybe three, four years ago. And, um, I don't remember the actual name of the, uh, association, uh, organization that put it on, but, um, outside the, the library in Whangarei, uh, each, and, and I suppose it was nearly all because there was a lot there. If you had lost someone to suicide, they put a call out, to bring in their shoes and in the car park were hundreds of pairs of shoes of all these people a lot of them teenagers that had taken their own life and i'll just never forget the side of that i just thought wow these you know someone that was living was wearing these shoes um and things got you know that bad they went to such a dark place that they had to you know they felt the only way out of this pain is to take my life this is not normal for us is it this is a very dark conversation but i think it's important it is it's so important and 
like I was saying to you off camera, you know, I've been, yeah, I've been feeling really cool to want to create something for men um, in particular, but I think for everyone, because there needs to be open conversation about this for a start. It needs, then we need to get rid of the stigma, rid of the shame, all that kind of thing. In COVID, I started writing very like honest posts about the highs and the lows and all that kind of stuff. And the comments that I got, the emails that I got was phenomenal. I'm like, yeah, because everyone's sitting at home feeling like, I'm the only one who feels like this. I'm struggling so much and I can't talk about it. And, you know, I was like, what you see on, on Facebook is the highlights reel and you see all the, oh, I'm watching Netflix and making banana bread or whatever. And it's like, you know, but it's like no one's actually able to say, I'm so struggling. It's like we need a code word or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I have a... And and you'll sorry, get that odd friend, eh? You'll get that odd friend. Sorry, I'm in the. No, you go, you go, you go for it. <laughs> you'll, you'll get that odd. You'll get that odd friend that just tells it like it is. You know, like absolutely blunt. Point zero. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if everyone has a friend like that, but Dubsy, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am that friend. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm like the tough <clears throat> love, but also I'll be the first one to give you a hug if you need it. But I will also yeah. call you, call you out on all of it. Cool, cool. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I think we need to be called out on our bullshit. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's important because, you know, I mean, other, you can't fix what you don't know is broken or what you pretend is not broken. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can't see our own blind spots a lot of the time. And mm. actually, you know, there are reasons why as well. Like, you know, our brain, for example, our subconscious doesn't want us to go out of our comfort zone. So that's why we hit such resistance when we're actually about to grow. And so it just pulls us back. And so we go, oh, no, it's not good. It is good. It's for you, but it's uncomfortable. But again, mm. because we don't have these conversations about being uncomfortable, feeling scared, feeling anxious. Um, it's like, so you think that you're the only one struggling. You look at Facebook and you think everyone else is, the, is killing it in business. They're amazing. And I suck because I've only got this many clients. Or I find it so scary to do a Facebook Live or whatever it is. And it's such a load of crap and I'm so sick of it. You know, I'm so sick yeah. of the pretending that, um, you know, like I, I was telling the story recently, I talk so much about um, that resistance, you know, when you're about to go out of your comfort zone, you're about to take on something new and that like, and it's like the bigger the step, the sicker I feel, I feel physically sick. I actually made a video last week sitting on my floor. I was having one of those creative outbursts where I just had all these ideas and I had paper everywhere. And I knew that I had to do something to create something. And I felt this wave of nausea come over me and I was just like, <gasps> and then anxiety. And I actually made a video in the moment because I was like, this is some real shit. Like I need to share this with people because otherwise they're going to go online and see that I've created a new program and that's it. And it will look pretty because it's, you know, nice graphics or whatever, but they have no idea of the process to actually get to it, which made me want to vomit literally more than once you know it's like, <laughs> i love it so I it's love um it. and it's like i think this is where the vulnerability bit comes in because everyone thinks not everyone that's not true vulnerability is definitely becoming something that we understand the power and the like the courage behind it now but i still think there are a lot of people who think that vulnerability is weakness but yeah. i'm kind of like the more that we can put ourselves out there like that we can lead the way we can make it okay for other people um and yeah, it's like the, the growth coming out of that growth zone is, and it can be so, it seems so silly as well. Like for a couple of months ago, I started a Facebook group 
And I've told this story to all of my coaching clients when they start saying, oh, it's too hard. I'm like, hold up, you know, hold my bag, you know, <laughs> here we go. Um, and I knew that I had to create this group and I procrastinated for ages, three or four weeks. And I knew it, I knew what it was called. I knew what it was going to be about. And eventually I got to this point where I was like, you know, sick of my own bullshit basically. And I was sitting in my studio and I, was, I had my laptop and I was like, okay, hey, let's just do it now. And again, that wave of nausea. And then I was like, I need to clean my car. So I get in my car and I drive to the petrol station and I clean my car. I'm like, I need to go um, post that thing at the post office, you know, procrastinate, procrastinate. And then eventually I come back and I sit on my floor and I'm like, right, enough. And I sit and I actually cry and I'm so scared and my heart's racing and I have all these thoughts like, Monica, who are you to start a group? No one cares what you have to say. You're not experienced enough. You're not old enough. You haven't achieved enough. You're not as good as this person. All these like vicious, you know, thoughts that came to my mind. And it's like, okay. And it's like, luckily for me, I'm like, I have enough self-awareness that I can kind of confront and challenge them and know that they're not real. Know that that's my brain's attempt at trying to rein me back in because starting this Facebook group wasn't just a group. It was the thing that was going to push me over the line into really being seen, really being a leader, you know, really actually being super outspoken, um, so far out of my comfort zone. And so then I started the group and a hundred people joined in an hour. And it was like, so all those voices, you know, it's like, they don't, they're not even real, but it's so, I think, important that we talk about the process because otherwise you would have just seen, oh, cool, I've started a Facebook group. I've got all these friends in it, all these people talking about stuff and all these nice comments, but no one would have understood the process, which again, made me want to vomit. There's a lot of vomit talk on this podcast, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's like, I think, especially I've just noticed like women are better at, this may sound sexist, but I feel like women are better at talking about stuff than men are. Would you agree with that? Uh, it's it's 100% obvious. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's been my experience. Um, <clears throat> but tracking back to your your thoughts, you know, those limiting beliefs and self-doubt, you know, there's an old saying, if the enemy inside doesn't get you, the enemy outside doesn't sound, uh, stand a chance. We're our own worst enemies, you know. We'll critique our shit. Yeah. And that's why so many people won't take action you know the the best um you know the, the the greatest deposit of amazing ideas in the world are in our symmetries people take them to the grave because they won't take action you know yeah. because they're beating themselves up they don't think they're capable of doing it you yeah. know they don't realize a lot of people don't understand or realize that the way to success is through failure you cannot succeed in anything without failing first. You know, it's just part of it. And if you can understand that you need to fail and you realize that you need, the faster you fail, the faster you will move forward, then, um, you know, you're, you're, onto, you're onto a winning belief system. Yeah, I love that. And I always say, you know, I feel like self-worth is the answer to every problem. Because that's it. If you're, you better have some serious stamina in terms of your own self-worth. Because, yeah, when you're sitting on the floor and you've just, like you say, failed, and you're going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? There needs to be that part of you that says, okay, this is just the next step. Now yeah. we go again, as opposed to I am a failure. And I think that being able to separate yourself right from what you, who you are and what you achieve 
and not measuring, not like marrying them together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, how do you get yourself out of that slump? Like how do you pattern interrupt yourself? Oh, great question. It probably depends on, depends on what exactly it is. And honestly, different strategies for different things. Um, I need a, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, I mean, the other night when I was a mess on the floor, um, my pattern interrupt was actually to make a video because I find that, and I learned this, you know, in mental health that when I was, I was really depressed when I started working in mental health and the quickest way to get myself out of that was to serve others. Right. So in that state, when I made it about inspiring someone else and not me, all of a sudden it gets me out of my own head and I I click back into my why, you know, and it's like, like that, that was enough for me. Also, uh, showers. I love a, a good shower. Um, Hot showers, they just help. They, they also are the answer to every problem. Um, and sometimes going to bed, so actually removing yourself from the situation. I love nature, fresh air, walks, sitting in my garden, that helps me. Talking to friends, getting around people that really build you up. Um, and like I said, I think I said on your podcast, you know, I'm big into meditation. So that's a, a really powerful way of resetting. So just stopping that talk and that noise whatever's going on, it kind of connects me back to the truth. Um, and then sometimes it's music. Sometimes I actually need to have a massive cry. I have a crier, you know, but um, you know, they say crying is releasing resistance. So as we're moving through and pushing through these like hard, this hard stuff and challenging all these things, why not? I'm not opposed to having a good cry and then being like, okay, cool. Now I feel better. Now we move forward, you know? Um, I, I think the big thing is that we're not, so many of us are really afraid of our emotions and afraid to feel them. And I think as a culture, we're kind of taught that if you feel any intense emotion, something's wrong, you know? So if you feel really depressed or really sad, you should take a medication. Um, you know, like my friend the other day was telling me after her husband died, people were saying to her, you should go on, you know, depression medication. And she was like, why would I do that? I'm in grief. Like, you know, but it's like, oh, you feel bad, quick, get rid of it, quick. And look at our binge drinking culture, you know, make it go away, feel something different. Like you're not allowed to just sit in your feeling and honor it. And it's like, I feel like that is the greatest act of self-love is to honor yourself enough to feel what is real for you. Because... Like, honestly, I got goosebumps when I said that. And this is one of the things that I, I talk so much with my coaching clients about is, you know, there's this real fear around, oh, um, yeah, I feel really sad. And I'm like, yeah, especially through the COVID stuff, I feel really scared and really anxious. I'm like, have you noticed what's going on in the world? Like, do you think it, it's probably okay that you feel like that, you know? But we beat ourselves up so much about we should be happy, we should be more successful. I'm like, where is the compassion for ourselves? I think that's the key. So if I can come at things, even myself with compassion, when I'm struggling or when I'm failing, or that is the biggest way to pattern interrupt that. Because it's like you connect back to your inherent worthiness as opposed to I'm a failure because I haven't created this yet. I haven't done this yet. I haven't achieved this yet. Actually, I'm doing very well, you know? Um, And I had a, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting here, in my office late at night, had a massive week, really tired. This is a thing for me. If I get really tired, um, that's not a good thing. Um, and I was sitting here and I got sucked into the vortex of comparison on Facebook. 
and I was looking at everyone else and doing that whole, you know, oh, I'm failing that everyone else is so much better than me. And I heard myself, you know, and I was just like, that is not even true, Monica. Like, and I was like, we do not do this. So I was like, right, it's time to stop work. It was like 10 o'clock at night. Um, went inside, had a shower. Of course, that's the first thing. Um, and then I took my journal into bed and I wrote, I reflected on all the things that had gone really well, all the amazing things that had happened for me in the last few months, all the things that I was really proud of myself for the previous weeks. And I filled up like three pages worth of stuff, you know, and it's like, we're sitting, I'm sitting here going, oh, and it's like, it's not even true. But I wow. think the more that you practice catching yourself when it's early too, is the key, the self-awareness bit is huge that, mm. because once you run off with it, it's so hard to, to rein it back in. But if you kind of hear yourself and you, yeah, you call BS on yourself, then you've actually got an opportunity to, to kick something else into gear. Um, and I think that for a lot of us, we don't, and again, it's the cultural stuff. I think the tall poppy thing in New Zealand is a real problem. With, my, with all my coaching clients, getting people to actually start speaking to themselves nicely is a huge thing for most people. Uh, if I say to them, you know, what are 10 things about you? Like, for example, a business owner. Give me 10 reasons why someone would spend money with you. And they're like, oh my God. And it's like, you know, it's crazy that we're so, we're not taught this stuff. We're not taught to really value ourselves and, and understand what our strengths are and the impact that we have on others and to really, you know, we're taught play small, be quiet, you know, don't stand out. How is that working out for us? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My therapist right now. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, what are the sort of things that you do to, to manage your, your own well-being? My own well-being, my own mental health? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I can be a very spontaneous person. Yeah. So the opposite of that really helps me, like routine, yeah. you know? So I will typically, I'll, I'll typically get up. At the moment, I'm doing um, a lot of juicing. When I say by doing a lot of juicing, buying juices. <laughs> a lot of juice. Thank we you. We had a juicing machine. I have no idea where the freaking <laughs> juice machine has gone. One of the kids might have grabbed it. No idea. But um, either way, it is gone. So I'm at the tank and, um, and, um, and loving that. Um, so that, that is helping me. I, I imagine it's all the vitamins, you know, and all the rest of it. Um, I've been doing that probably the last, I want to say at least two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. So that, that is helping right now. <clears throat> um, I will probably do uh, yoga meditation around two days a week of a five day routine. So by about day three, I forget. Okay. <laughs> like on purpose. Um, Cause you feel good. That's why. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm sweet now. It's fixed. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so that, that really helps. Um, sunshine is huge for me. Okay. I absolutely love the sunshine. So I will pause like in the morning, go outside and I'll literally take time and look at the trees and look at the sky and breathe in through my nose. I'll have gratitude and be thankful that I am alive. Um, that really helps. And the same thing with sunsets as well. It's something about the sun coming up and the sun going down. Um, I think gratitude plays a big part in it. I know how freaking lucky I am, you know, 
I mean, I was born in New Zealand for a start, you know, so essentially won the lottery. Um, so I, I think reflecting on how good we actually have it mm. and a lot of the problems we do have, you know, uh, potentially, you know, first world problems or temporary situations that we can find solutions to. It's not the end of the world. Um, that helps. Probably the biggest one, if we're talking state change, if I'm down or I'm thinking, oh man, I just don't want to do that or whatever, is music. So That's music what I was gonna say before just too. activate yeah. me. Yeah. So if I'm in the middle of thinking this or that, whatever, I'll chuck on uh, actually all podcasts. So music or podcasts, depending on where I'm at. Um, you know, and a simple hack for the uh, the people out in Radio Land there um, <laughs> is literally just type into YouTube or Spotify motivation compilation. You know, uh, compilation or something like that, and you'll just come up with these powerhouse speeches over music, and it and it can get into you. You know, it can it can definitely get you through a gym session. I'll usually have that on the on the Bluetooth headphones. Um, at the, I haven't been in the gym since lockdown, but um, again, I'll go, you know, two, three days out of a five day routine um, and, um, and just, you know, chuck on that motivation. I think we need to actively seek out shit that's going to bring us up because everything else, whether it's the media, even your family and friends can bring you down without even knowing it a lot of the time. You know, they'll say this or that, and you're thinking, actually, I didn't really need to hear that right now because I'm beating myself up more than you you are, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, we, we can't be our own worst enemies, so we need to really just get those hits, you know? And, you know, motivation, inspiration, um, or even perspiration, you know? <laughs> it's It's temporary, you know? And uh, as Zig Ziglar famously said, you know, um, he recommends um, he recommends getting a dose daily, just like bathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. You're full of so many quotables. I feel like I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast and write them all down. Yeah, well, I've read so many, you know, um, uh, first parts of books, you know, like two <laughs> or three chapters. <laughs> So many back we're covers books. We're getting a pattern here. We're getting a pattern here. Oh, cool. I've got everything I need. From At me. least you're keeping it real. I'm starting to feel bad about, oh, like I can quote some people. I have not read nearly that many books. <laughs> there you go. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Picking my own arts. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious to go because I have, you know, a real life male sitting here. I'm kind of like, it's <laughs> a male perspective here. <laughs> so, you okay. never know these days, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, I can only. And I'm not even going to say that out loud. This yeah. Is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. We will not go there. Um. So when it comes to men. Now, if we go back to your your clients that you work with, you know, on video and stuff like that. Do you see, when you work with someone, do you see a shift in terms of their confidence and things on the other side? Like if they come in and they're anxious and nervous and stuff, do you see when they actually get their, the end result, when they've been through the experience, do you notice a shift in them? Only every time. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. at the end, it's, oh my God, that was amazing. We had fun. It was so cool. And, 
you know, oh, I, I didn't, you know, I, I thought I wasn't any good. And then it, you know, yeah, just euphoria. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and hey, maybe part of that is, thank goodness I made it through this or it's over. Like when you're, you know, first learning to do, uh, you know, public talks or something like that. But yeah, yeah they are, um, yeah, pretty much elated. I suppose the other thing is, um, you know, is on our shoots and I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, video production companies that do the same. We have a lot of fun. You know, we're always cracking jokes. Um, even playing pranks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like there's, no, there's nothing that brings me more joy than after an intense scene or take where someone finally got after 20 takes going, oh, that was amazing. Everyone's clapping. Yeah, I went through. And then it's, oh, shit, I didn't hit record. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then they lose their shit. Nah, gotcha. You know? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> bit of fun. <laughs> Gotta have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know we talked about this on your podcast. The biggest thing for me is the, that shift in perception when you are able to show someone themselves in a way that they can't see. And that's the power that we have, you know, with a camera in our hands, that they, yeah. we can actually show them the way we see them. Um, that, and that is the most exciting bit is when people see it and it's like they actually own it because here it is in the back of my camera. There are no excuses. You can't say I Photoshop this. Here it is. And they're like, oh my God, is that me? And it's like this amazing thing. And what I was thinking about today in terms of this podcast was this kind of concept of people being so much better than they think. And the, the amazing thing that we get to do is show people from the outside in, right, what we can see. Um, but I feel like, you know, in this weird podcast that we've just created with all these different, you know, things, it's like, that's kind of at the core of it, right? That so often I think it's that we're disconnected from who we actually are. And so, you know, with what we do, we're able to show people that, but if, you know, even all the things you're talking about in terms of gratitude and all these practices and self-awareness and all this kind of personal development stuff. It's like, it's really about connecting back to who we are, which is already inherently good enough. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. I think we need to own our wins, you know, um, own the fact that we're showing up each day, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's super important. Like, I mean, even if you are, even if you were, you know, say by, you know, Western or New Zealand standards really down on your luck, let's say, you know, you're not working, you know, and you're on the bones of your ass financially and maybe you've fallen out with nearly every family member and every friend. Yeah. Well, the thing is you're still able to draw oxygen into your lungs mm -hmm. and you can still help someone do something and I think that's the biggest thing and you mentioned this before Monica is if you can step outside of yourself and give or help someone it takes the focus off you yeah. and what's wrong with me and I'm shit and I'm not worthy of anything yeah. um, you know and you're hunting through the bathroom drawers for freaking razor blades you know you're literally thinking how can I help this person it can, yeah. you know, there's something you can give, there's something you can offer. And when you give someone something, it's amazing. And truth, I've got to tell you this story. May I want to say four nights ago, maybe? No, it wasn't a night, it was, a, it was late hour, <clears throat> but 
let's say, you know, it's winter, things are getting darker. Um, <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the gas station, I'm at the gull service station, and I'd seen this cat a few times, right? And he, and I'll, uh, he's probably maybe mid to late 50s, and he backs his car up, nice little sedan car, cranks the boot, and he has a subwoofer, and he hooks up a bass guitar to it, and he's playing like tunes, like sort of 70s and 80s soul and funk, and he just jams along, and he's got shades on, and he's this like if you if you wanted to create this beautiful uh cool 1970s funk silhouette figure that would be his stature he's probably about six two thin and just lean back like this and just you know just playing that bass guitar right in the fretboard you know and i seen his back door was open because he didn't really have a hat or anything for donations i seen his back door was open and i thought man i've seen this guy a few times and i was i, I was loving the jam he was playing so I'm, I'm, I'd never carry cash, but I'd say, hey, you know, can I get 20 bucks cash out as well, you know, uh, at, at the servo? And I, I go out and, and he's cool. Never talks to anyone, just grooving, right? And I, I reach into his back door. I looked at him, making sure it was okay. I put my hand out and he saw I was, he, I was dropping 20 bucks in there. And man, he just stopped everything, hey? Totally changes persona. Shades come down, and he was like this all of a sudden, ball of energy. Wow, thanks, dude. Oh man, that's awesome. You know, cool. Yeah, yeah. Just like just made his day. So never underestimate the power of giving someone something and what it can do for them and how it can get through. You know, I don't know. He might have been going through a really hard time and thought, "Shit, I've just got to play some music," and that might have turned his week round. Um, you know, we don't know. So, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And that's that is the thing, isn't it? Because we're not really talking that much about our feelings. Because um, there's still this thing about ugh, feelings. It's like we actually don't know what's going on for people. So you actually never know what your little act of kindness is going to do. Um, I actually had this idea. I wanted to start like a, a random acts of kindness group or something. And, you know, you'd do stuff and then send it in. And then, but then the thing was, I was like, but you'd never know the outcome. But then maybe you do it so that actually the person then comes back to us. So we actually understand what it meant to them. But I just thought that sort of thing would be so cool. Like you see the, at the, um, the local cafe in my town, there's this coffee board. And you can buy a coffee in advance for someone, but you specify who it's for. So you say someone who coaches kids sports or something. Um, and so there's this whole wall of prepaid coffees that oh. are for someone. I'm like, how awesome is that? How awesome. <laughs> that, that's, that's the coolest thing. That is so epic. Hey, I think this group could be a hit. And it's not about, oh, hey, look at me. I'm giving or I'm doing this. What it's going to be about is people read that and get inspired. Oh, hey, that's cool. I'm going to be part of this. And they're actually looking for opportunities. Where can I help? What can I do? Yeah. You know, um, that's, yeah, I think you yeah. should go. Have you, have you seen that show Afterlife with Ricky Gervais? Yeah, yeah, I have. Have you watched the new season? Um, I was watching, I was watching it, not even, maybe three weeks ago, like a couple of episodes, but I'm pretty sure they were sort of, um, you know, from the past season. Cause I'd seen them like a year ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like cool. it, And lockdown season two came out and I smashed the whole thing in like less than 24 hours. <laughs> 
Short episodes, short season. Just saying. He's, yeah, he's hilarious. He yeah. is. But that um, in that show, you know, he got over his own BS. Um, not that we're going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but he had this day of random acts of kindness. And it was so awesome. And he just did all these things for people that he knew would matter to them that would, you know, be meaningful. And I was like, that would honestly be so much fun. I was like, maybe I'll do that. It's just like one day, pick like five people and do something that I know would matter to them. And how fun would that be? That would be so fun. That's the thing. You know? <laughs> have, have, have you ever, have you ever been in a supermarket checkout and someone's paid for your groceries or you've paid for the person behind you? Do you know, this is actually a, um, a true story when I was way younger we had my mum had like split up with her partner and it was this horrible like violent situation and stuff and we were broke and we couldn't afford to pay for our groceries and the lady the teller paid for us like lent us money to pay for our groceries and honestly makes me want to cry just thinking about it because I'm like it oh, is just I mean don't you but then you hear that story and you're like don't you want to be that person that can do that for other people like how amazing is that like she worked in a supermarket she wouldn't have had much to spare you know but like she went out of her way to do that for us and I was just like that is that gives me so much hope for humanity (laughs) it's yeah it's the best thing it's um you know if ever if anyone listening if you've ever struggled with you know you know, food week to week. I, I remember years back, uh, there were several pockets of time where um, I had to go in because our family had nothing to eat. I had to go into Wins and get a food grant, you know, and you're paying for groceries with this little cart. And it's the most humbling experience. And you're trying to make sure you don't go over your allotted grant amount or, you know, which was, I think, like 100 or 150 or whatever. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be even more embarrassing. You're you're covering the card up until you get to the FPOS machine, yeah. you know, to swipe it. You know, they have to bring in someone uh, like a supervisor to okay it or whatever. Um, and you know, you're just you know you're, you're looking at your phone or you're you know you're looking somewhere else because you don't want to acknowledge the fact that shit's got so bad that you have to do that. You know, mm. just before we went into um, into lockdown. Um, I'm shopping and um, I was actually at uh, the local pack and save and there's this elderly couple and by elderly, they would have been at least late seventies, maybe early eighties and they're behind me. And I could see by what they'd got, they'd been counting their pennies, you know, and she's almost adding it up in her head, you know, putting it up there and that sort of thing. And they'd look frail and all the rest of it. Um, anyway, I had the absolute honor of, I, you know, purchased our, our groceries and, um, and buying a uh, $100 gift card. And I just turned around to her and I just said, hey, listen, that's for you happy birthday, Merry Christmas, you know? And she goes, oh, wow, you know? And and uh, the teller just gave me a look, eh? it was just, oh, you know? And, Aww. you know, that could have been for her, you know, when, you, when you're on the pension, it's nothing, you know what I mean? And if you haven't got reserves, you are living on, on thin air, that could have been, that could have been the difference for her to actually get by comfortably through lockdown compared to just literally getting by on, on virtually nothing. Eh? So yeah, what an absolute joy, you know, to be able to do that for them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, my, it's funny. So like my partner, you know, he's got all sorts of amazing stuff going for him, but 
he this is probably the most proud I've ever been of him I think that end of dinner at a restaurant and he notices that the there's a family at the table next you know next door who like sitting there like telling it all up you know how much have we spent da 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 and like stressing out about it and um so he gets up to leave and pays and then pays for them and orders them dessert and just walks out yeah I was like oh I mean isn't that incredible like oh it just makes me so happy (laughs) yeah yeah it's um yeah it's an incredibly special thing and you know I think uh, you know the more people that can do that on a regular basis you know um the more we have hope for humanity right you know just I mean if everyone's giving everyone's receiving yeah it's it's all going around oh my that is so good that is what I'm actually going to write down if everyone's giving everyone's receiving that is so good um well, that's the thing. And I think so much of it too is like, you know, you say, I can so see you there like in the line with a card and all the shame and stuff. And it's like, this is the problem that we're not, we've got all the shame still and all the stigma around. If you're struggling, if you've got depression, if you're struggling financially, all these things, because it's like, we make all these external things about us as if we've failed somehow at life. And like, you know, like we said before, us, who we are has nothing to do with what we have or what we achieve or what we do. It's our self-worth is there you know, who we are, our value is there, no matter if we live in a tent or if we live in a penthouse suite, you know? Yeah. And it's like that sort of thing. It's that, I, yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, I've just, we just created a whole new, like. How do we, how do we cross, how do we cross that abyss? Eh? Like I know for myself, when, when I first started out in business, you know, I'm driving around this shitty little car yeah. and I'm parking around the corner from meetings, you know, but I'm dressed in my number ones, you know, so I've got the pants and I've got the shirt and I walk in there with an amazing attitude, but I'm parking around the corner, sometimes around the block if I think they could see what I stepped out of mm-hmm. because I'm trying to create, um, you know, this persona that I'm successful you know, because I feel I can strike, strike up a relationship and rapport with them. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have credibility, meaning I have a track record of success, why would they want to do business with me? You know, um, like how do we, and yet I knew my own worth in my own mind, but coming out of the, the GFC was incredibly challenging for us, you know, um, going bankrupt, nearly losing our home. Um, only reason we didn't lose our home is because the market had crashed and there wasn't enough freaking equity in there. That and the fact we have seven kids, they would have felt pretty shit, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, how do we in our own minds, you know, how do we pull up in some rugged ass shit bomb car to an executive meeting, you know, in their number one visitor car park and hold our head high or without them looking down thinking, okay, well clearly this guy, you know, isn't successful or has a track record or whatever. And do we blame them? You know, because they, if they're investing in your services, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. So why would they give you a shot? You know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a very interesting point, and I kind of feel like that's it highlights everything that's wrong, <laughs> like yeah. that whole scenario. Because actually, why should they give you a shot? Because of your years of experience, because of the way that you see the world, especially as a filmmaker, how you see things is your absolute gift. No one else will see things the way that you do, right? So all of that, your personality, the things that you'll draw out of people, how comfortable you make people feel, your amazing ideas, none of this shit has anything to do with the car that you're in. You know, so if someone's looking at you going, your car's not good enough, then they can exit stage left. Go and hang out with some other loser with an ego who has a nice car. Like, honestly, this is, this is so how I feel. Um, there's just too much ego. Why do we measure our success and our value based on the clothes that we wear? What a load of crap. I'm sorry, would you pay for dinner for another family? Hell yeah. That makes you invaluable. You know, that's how we should measure um, all of it. I think this, and I feel like this is what's going to shift now. I think as a society, I'm calling it now, um, as this, this rise of kind of vulnerability, um, all this sort of stuff, I think there's going to be a shift. That, that old, old paradigm of, you know, ego, success, money, da-da-da-da, I think that's going to crumble because it can't sustain because it's not working. Look at our, and we come back, we've gone 360, come back to our mental health statistics in this country. If our system is working, people wouldn't be feeling like this. Yeah. We would be a community, we'd be connected. We wouldn't be competing, we would be lifting each other up. And I think that is what has to restore in order for us to all move forward. So. Actually, love it, Monica. This is, why, this is why you're a coach. I love it, I love it. But in all honesty, and not to disagree with you, I am, I am all, in all honesty, thinking, I would still park around the freaking corner as opposed to pull up and say, do you know how hard it is to get a car that old that still runs, mate? <laughs> I overcome challenges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a male thing and man, I'm certainly not into like, um, oh, you know, status and all the rest of it. I'd much rather just be myself because otherwise someone's going to catch me when I'm not myself yeah. and, uh, and then, and then get a, you know, get a real shot. Um, yeah. And I mean, it could very well be the male thing. Yes. It could be. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that is, that is how it is. I, I feel like, again, the self-worth is the answer to every problem. So what I have discovered for me and all of my clients is that the more time we spend doing all these things we've talked about, building ourselves up, focused on the value that we bring, um, the impact that we create, focused on, yeah, celebrating ourselves, those sort of people just do not appear anymore. Mm. Like attracts like, right? Because people... Yeah. Like attracts like. So if the more that you are really connected to why you're so amazing only those people will come to you and not in an arrogant way. That's not what we're about, but in a, in a humble, I'm here to serve way, because actually we can't serve anyone if we're sitting at home thinking we're a loser. Yeah. You know, the greater impact we have, it comes from the greatest self love actually. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, overflowing. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. Yeah. I do. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, and maybe it's not to the point where, you know, you're waking up in the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you're going, that guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hold me back, baby. You know, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, you definitely need 
you know, and, you know, and I'll say to my family, you know, you need to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. You need to look after yourself first, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, you know, um, because then there's, there's more of you to give and more to the point, there's more of the better parts of you to give. Mm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably biblical. Love thyself. <laughs> they were onto something. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not thy neighbor something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so one of the books me. you only read the first few chapters. Yes. <laughs> Bible scholars out there. <laughs> oh, now speaking of the last thing, there are two more things and then we'll go because honestly I could talk to you all day. Um, Conversations with God. Have you read that book? No. Read no. the whole thing though, not the first book. By, by, by who? Neil Donald Walsh. Ah. There's also a movie. <laughs> Have you ever read the movies? <laughs> just now, quietly. Okay. Yeah, so that, this book, man, totally changed my life. But the reason this has been floating in my head is when we were talking about service, because in it, it says you can't give away what you don't have. So, you know, if you're, no matter how Ooh, crap you feel, if you give something away, it's a statement that you've got it to give. So mm -hmm. if you're giving someone else happiness, abundance, joy, yeah. your time, it's a statement to yourself that you've got it because you can't give it away if you don't have it. So yeah. actually, and that's that like attracts like thing. If you're putting it out there, it's going to come back to you. So that's also why I think that that thing of service is so empowering as well. Yeah. yeah. And that, that statement, I mean, so powerful, so true. Um, you know, maybe not so good if you've got herpes, um, <laughs> like, but other than that, you know, that shit will keep coming back. Other than that. Um, yeah, that's good. You've got to have it to give it. Yeah. Okay. And my last question, um, 15 year old Kevin, what advice would you give him? 15 year old Kevin? Stay away from Tammy Tiffany. <laughs> oh shit. Did I say that out loud? Sorry, Tammy. It was good. We were in love. Um, and she was cool yeah, until she, you know, slept with my best friend, <clears throat> but you know, we'd officially been split up a day, I think. Um, so <laughs> she waited a whole day. Anyway. <laughs> um, I would say, get a completely new group of friends and in saying that if there are any friends um listening there were some good friends but there were i just i just felt i was led with a certain type of culture that wasn't my true north and didn't serve me well and and I would have been better off because I was such a sponge, still am a sponge. Um, I would have, I would have really served me well to find some great mentors, you know, my own age and, and older. Um, so, you know, and I did have a couple, but it would have been good, would have been good to have some more. Um, stay away from the cheesels. Um, <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's, away that, me, that, that's actually what I should call this podcast. That would be so <laughs> funny. I wonder if I will. Let's I'll write it yeah. down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and understand that, you know, even though mum and dad said you can be a mechanic, a builder, an electrician or a plumber, that you should have actually sort out other trades, you know, and what, what I mean by trades is other vocations, like other possibilities, like, you know, having, having this 
huge desire as a 15 and 16 year old, um, let's call myself a boy, 15 or 16 year old boy, this huge desire to act in the musical Greece, okay, at school. But all my friends were bogans and, you know, way too cool to do anything like that. Never mentioned anything, just always longed to do it pop my head in the door, wanted to act, wanted to sing, you know, and, um, and wanted to dance as badly as that would look, you know, um, <laughs> and just not saying anything to anyone and just leaving with regret and then finding myself years later, you know, running a production company, you know, shooting ads for brands acting in Wendy's commercial on TV, you know, stuff like this, you know, it took years and years and years to actually follow my heart, you know? So I think the underlying statement here is give zero fucks what anyone would have thought of me and follow my heart when I was 15. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's the best answer ever. I'm still caught on the chisels, but to be honest, I'm not... <laughs> I might, I might call the podcast this, but I, people might not understand what it's about. Um, <clears throat> okay, now I have a request because I'm actually going to go because we're going to do several, several more of these. Um, but can you, in your awesome like voice, um, say something like, thank you for listening to Maiden's Speech. <laughs> and then we'll go. <laughs> okay, so is there anything, is just that? You can say whatever you want. So you yep. can just say something cool. You're way better at this than okay. I am. okay. <clears throat> boys and girls ladies and gentlemen listen up uh thank you for your time today this morning this evening whenever you're listening to this podcast thank you for investing in listening to maiden speech um if you're not already jump on one of monica's coaching problems and when i say problem i mean programs <laughs> take two you're fired okay. <laughs> jump on the coaching problem <laughs> But I mean, that's it. The coaching is for a problem. So, you know. It's exactly. Yes. That's, and that's what I was getting at. Okay. <laughs> Made in speech all day, baby. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. You rock. That was so good. I feel a little fired up now. Ready to take on the world. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so thank much you. for your time. Oh, thank you for having me on here. Really, really appreciate it. This is my, uh, my debut, Cherry's officially popped, uh, <laughs> being on someone else's podcast. So there you go. Yeah. 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 Everyone else is probably way more professional than I am, but I just prefer it this way. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, my friend, take awesome care of yourself. I'll get this out as soon as we can and then let's book in the next one. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks. Good. Take care of yourself. You too.